good, eh? So I had my one of my proudest parental musical moments yesterday. What was that about? I'm sitting there at dinner and, you know, as the kids do, they, they're always singing or humming or doing, you know, something noisy, as boys are wont to do. And Raylan starts going, pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, what are you singing that? Where, where'd you get that from? He goes, uh, I don't know, just like it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that sounds really fucking familiar. What, you know, what, what songs he gotten that from? I'm trying to think of like all the all the songs that are on the boys' playlist at the moment that we've been thrashing that you know might have caught in his head. And I'm like, hang on, that's a fucking uh, Shinky Row beat <laughs> of a song that. <laughs> I don't play them that much. And so I put the song on and not only was that the beat that they were thinking of, but they had a dance to go with it and started doing this dance they'd made up to. I was like, what is going on? This feels like oh. brainwashing young minds. It does. Like I, That's what I, I was like. If I you tell the doc this story, this he's is- like, you played them this song 30 times in the last four weeks, haven't you? This is this is not good. This is Jonestown areas. This is problematic. This is an issue. Look, it could have been worse. Like like they could have started reciting something off this Kenrick album. Oh my god. Should we get to it? Okay. It was the um it was the Joker, we should point out. And I've been heartened to see that even hardened hip hop heads who have loved everything that Kendrick has ever done have said I had seven or eight cracks at this, and I still couldn't make any sense of it. So, I'll tell you a way how you can shorten this album. <laughs> Remove all the bits where he talks? It, every, as soon as he says something misogynist or... Oh, yeah. Basically as soon as he fucked, mentions how many white bitches he's fucked, unquote. Yeah, or, or ugly, ugly goat bitches or something that was in one song. Yeah, as soon as you hear that lyric, you skip to the next song. Album lasts about thirteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I only have a, only have like I only have a couple of notes on this album. Um, my first note is that his flow sucks. It's terrible. My, my, my second note is that the beats suck. My my third note is that there's absolutely no correlation between one and two. Like the beats and his flow never match up at any stage. Like he's just talking. And the beats are doing something else, and they're never actually connecting to each other. And the fourth point, as you've alluded to, he's a rage-filled misogynist piece of shit without a single interesting or coherent thought to express. Apart from that, five fire emojis. Yay. The, the only decent beat on this whole album is something that he's ripped straight off an uncle album. Like, <laughs> the, and, and, like and then layered over some tinny fucking shit over the top of this I think is a, just a direct rip off of an, off an uncle um, sort of you know bass line uh, the lyricism like the, the, the words that he is actually saying when you compare it to how much fire Bob Villain brought last week and how much it was tied into something of meaning yes and this is just that- hateful dribble about how much he hates fucking women. It's just the whole every the whole message of this album is that I'm a fucking overpaid prick and I hate women. I was like, this, where's the what? Why do we? 
Why is this person being fucking celebrated? He's Kanye West with a better fucking rep. That's all he fucking is. He's just... Uh, the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life is We Cry Together, which is the which was the one where he and someone else are having an argument and it's all, you know, fuck you, nigger, fuck you, bitch, fuck you, nigger, fuck you, bitch. And that keeps going for like six and a half minutes and there's like this weird little piano twiddly thing that net no stage matches up to the rhythm of whatever they're talking about, the argument that they're having. It is unlistenable, absolutely unlistenable. The, the funny, the funny thing with this was the first time I listened to it, I hadn't cleared my cue, so I just sort of put it on the background. And the first song ca- w- was bad, and then the second song was that uh, Krungbin Leon Bridges collaboration EP. For, for some reason, yeah. that was in the queue, and, and so that and came like, on. And oh, I this is better. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, oh, this is not too bad. And then it went back to the Kendrick. I'm like, hang on a second. Those three songs, two of them sounded the same and one had nothing in common. Yeah. Oh, back. oh, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- this, this, will not be, this will not be defeated as the worst album we listened to this Oh, God, year. no. I'll gu- I guarantee it. At one point, halfway through the, like, second, the second album of this, because this was a double album, I, I wrote, he has a flow like diarrhea and lyrics like a head injury. And I feel like I, I prefer to I'll stand by that. Uh, even they yeah. even got Beth Gibbons in to try and save it, and she couldn't do anything with it. It's just fucking. It was so. It, even she couldn't be asked trying to salvage this bullshit. And literally at the end of this, I have in massive, like double sized print. Listen to Bob Villain. Stop being performatively in a Kendrick. He is a dumb cut who thinks he's a genius. So, so the, this is the same because uh, slow tie, slow tie, and um. Little the Little Sims album were the same year, weren't they? Yeah, and Slowtie was the one who and, got and, all and, got all the cred. And, even yeah, though Slowtie was, was the thing is Slowtie unlike Kendrick in that Slowtie would just kind of dribble at half speed, whereas Kendrick would just dribble at twice speed. But but I've got the same feeling between this and the Bob Villain album. Like this is the critically acclaimed darling that you know the Kingsmills of the world will you know talk about his genius and stuff. And it's like no, go and listen to this Bob Villain album. Yeah, it's. It's just better on every point. The beats are better. The lyricism is better. The flow is better. Uh, the message is better. Just I don't know why anybody would listen to this album more than once. I just don't. It's not any good. It's horrible. It's genuinely unpleasant. It's stupid and inane and it makes you dumber. And it's a waste of an hour and fucking 19 minutes. Other than that, you know. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, a fucking genius. Like as Friends of Rob would have said. Uh, like the Black Keys album, right? I loved this. I really enjoyed this. But I don't know whether it was just, oh my god, I've been released from the Kendrick album. You know what? Well the thing is I, I was worried about that too. So I left it for a couple of days and I came back to it, and then I realized I'd played it three times in a day. This is their best album in an extremely long while. This goes back to some of their best, best shit. This is really, really good. This is, and they are here to, in the words of um, our mutual internet friend, Mr. Flintart, they are here to boogie oogie oogie until they cannot boogie oogie no more. This kind of a very oh. 60s feel. And then this goes back to you know, Dan Auerbach, 
was the producer on your favourite album of last year, your, your man Aaron Fraser's gear, and there's a bit of that, but it is still rooted in the blues, right to the yeah, point of getting there's fucking a, a, a much bluesier feel for sure. But but not not a you know fucking Muddy Waters or Robert Johnson at the fucking crossroads kind of thing. It's still got a no, this is a groove this to is- it. Yeah, this is this is like get everyone up and fucking having a dance. Yeah, and um, I don't feel like there's just, like there isn't really a flat spot on the album. Like there are more reflective tracks, but this is this is good end to end, and it's only thirty four minutes long. But you know, it's still this this album is just a genuine fucking joy. I really en- I really enjoy this album in a way that I haven't enjoyed a, a Black Keys album end to end. And you might not have the high points of some Black Keys albums, but as a mass, I mean, I've been a fan of these guys since they rolled out twenty years ago. But um, I've I've really enjoyed this fucking album. I really liked it. I have been humming bits and pieces of it all week. The, the the songs and the lyrics haven't stuck with me yet. But I think this album is just and I think I'm going to listen to this album enough that I'm by the end of the year I'm going to be you know walking around singing snatches of this album to myself all the time. It's, well, I put it on the you I, put, you? I put it on the stereo and, and my, my family and my dog were dancing to it. So it's kinda of like this is this is clearly clearly an album with cut through. It clearly reaches a, a very broad audience, including non human. Yeah. Um it feels like a very deliberate effort to make a fun dance groove album of just just enjoyable shit. There's no uh, it's almost like an escapist album of, of, of joy rather than a fucking um, so, something that you know is trying to say anything particularly difficult or conceptual um, uh, Billy Gibbons can still play I really like the fact that they brought Billy Gibbons in from ZZ Top and they played a very kind of two Gibbons cameos in a row well, what, Beth Gibbons on uh, yes I was going to say <laughs> Beth Gibbons and Billy Gibbons I don't expect they're Not related the because they don't have a lot in common, but that how, is how that is the collab we're looking for. The fucking, <laughs> fucking ZZ Top bought his head the crossover. Gibbonses. Yeah. The Gibbonses. Let's see that out. Eh? Yes, the Gibbonses. But yeah, this is a delightfully fucking laid back, cruisy, boogie blues album, and um, uh, it's going to be in the conversation at the end of the year because it, it was just too enjoyable not to be. So, Roy Scop. Now, this may surprise you, but the speakers in my uh, very uh, workmanlike Mitsubishi Ute are not necessarily the greatest. Don't exactly have the best range. <laughs> are you saying so, that they're not really what you need for fucking for deep house or for that kind of that kind well, of genre? Well, I put this uh, like I list the, I listened to this album. I probably listened to it three times in total across a, like a number of trips in the car yeah. and I, I, I was a little bit disappointed I didn't quite think it was Rufus to Soul sort of levels of meandering uh, uh, sort of popish electronica but it, it, it was not grabbing me and then I sat down and listened to it on headphones and holy fuck was that a completely different experience when you could hear the Shimmering layered bass lines that were in this album, uh, it turns it way moodier, way more atmospheric. Um, just gives it a completely different complexion than listening to it on, you know, tinny headphones or a crappy pair of car speakers. Uh, 
uh, I uh, halfway through the week I was completely ah oh, shit. After the week you were completely shit. Well, that's it's the nature of life. Music, 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 music. Hello. Halfway through the week you were shit. That's what I heard. Uh, my headphones, my wireless headphones just died. Um, yeah, ha- halfway through the week I was completely ready to write this off as just being pop. And yeah, as soon as the the headphones hit, I was like, oh, this this is the Roy Scott that I. I got into this is the sort of that almost mythical um, weird druid sort of I I don't know there's just something about it that I I really dig but it's just it's not sitting at the top of the songs you like uh, unfortunately probably for the album it's it's one of those ones where you have to listen to it under certain conditions to really fully understand it yeah I have to admit I am where you were in the middle of the week. I never really got this album on the level that, that you've managed to grab it. Uh, it was, it's, <laughs> my main note was, it's better than Kendrick, uh, which is, you know, I, th- I think is an achievement, but I just found it a bit kind of glum and grim and, and uh, it was just sort of a, a sad take on 70s sort of pop ballads. Uh, and yeah. It never really, it never really broke through to me. Um, and some of the songs just felt just incredibly stultifying, so... Ah, uh, this this the, didn't this didn't reach me. I'm afraid. The, their earlier stuff, the mix is a lot less subtle than that. Like that that baseline, um, atmospheric, almost Dakota Ring style stuff is a lot more front facing. This this seemed like it was a little bit more dialed back, and the pop was a little bit dialed up. Uh, I, I don't think this will be a top five album from from me, but I. I was really glad I got I got a, a, a chance to listen to it on headphones, and I don't think I'll ever play it as background music ever again. I think the only time I'll, I'll listen to it will be on the headphones, um, because I just I, unlike a lot of this sort of music, which can sort of work as this, uh, you know, peaceful, chilling background music. I don't think this works because you you got to get that that atmosphere that the that the headphones gives you otherwise you just get that sort of treble range coming out on on a on a little sort of tinny speaker in the background and it just doesn't work indeed well it's, it it sounds like you definitely won the week then because we both loved that black keys album but i did make us listen to the hendrick album so i understand yeah. if those are like a score draw uh what have you got as a new album this for this week mr beasley i am going to go uh, I actually have a couple of different choices this week there's a bit of stuff out yeah I'm gonna go with a band called rolling blackouts coastal fever oh yeah they're a Melbourne outfit I think okay this one sort of came across and the, the song I listened to was pretty cool so the album is called uh, endless rooms is the yes name of the album. Indeed. Sort of. I've picked a couple of legacy acts the last couple of weeks. How would you describe the Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever? Or can you not remember what was good about them? Well, I, I clicked on it because it sounded like a, you know, like we might get. Uh, uh, what was that funk album we listened to earlier in the year that had a very similar name? The, the something organ trio or oh the Del no, yeah, Delmar oh, no, they, no they don't oh, sound like that they're um, they are a 
they are a kind of a throwback sound album. They're the more, they're kind of more like a seventy psychedelic act than they are a yeah. anything that you would consider contemporary. But um, they're relatively laid back. Yeah, that the, I, I, like Durand and the Broken Bones was the other one I was thinking of. Like I thought they might be, you know, there's something about the name that lends itself to that sort of music. But no, they weren't like that at all. <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed. I, I I honestly can't remember. I just whacked it on the on the potential playlist and. And away we go. Well, that complicates things because the, all the new bands I was thinking of picking haven't have a not dissimilar sound to them. Um, let's roll with Stoner, who did a lovely Stoner. album we enjoyed last year, uh, and we can always have more of that shit. This is um, a basically a side project from a bunch of um, desert rock. Icons including Brant Björk from Caius and Fu Manchu. And uh, yeah, they're here to make filthy grooves. So uh, let, let's go with the Stoonair. Uh, have you got a good joker or do you want me to offer one up to the gods? What have you got in mind? I've got one, but you know, what have you got? I've got a, a band called Black Cab. What do they do? R- R- Rot rotisseries rotisseries rules. Um, again, I have no idea. They were just in my Joker. What was, at in- that's what makes it a fucking Joker apple. My Joker would have been something that probably sounded relatively similar. So, um, yeah, you can have it. Let's go with yeah. Black Cab, not Black Cab for cutie. Uh, no cuties around here. We are old men. My, my, my Spotify is not working, so I can't even read you their bio. Well, I don't have Spotify open either, so I can't help you with that. <laughs> because sometimes it may surprise people to know that we occasionally will <laughs> pick a Joker album simply on the strength of their bio. Yes. It's called the Andrew Stockdale effect. Uh, all right, Doc. Well, this is lovely to talk to you. Yeah, lovely to talk to you as well. I It's, uh, dro- it's- Drop below 20 degrees here, so I have a fire going, as is the Queensland tradition. It was five degrees here today. Jesus Christ. Winter has turned the fuck up. Oh, dear. Not a fan. It's not sound. We only get three months of it, though, so that'll be fine. And I understand you're getting lots of El El La Nina, so it's going to piss down. Oh, yeah. More flooding. That should be fun. Yep. I I, I mowed today, and it was not really dry enough to mow, and it's like, well, if if you don't mow today, you won't mow for another three weeks. So. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the planet is telling us to stop fucking doing what we're doing. But you know, quite quite moist. Yeah, so. mildly moist. Anyway, folks, enjoy yourselves. We'll talk to you again next week. This was stripping balls with Beezer and the Doc. Uh, I'm the latter. He's the former. And we'll talk to you again next week. Come listen to Bob Villain or the Black Keys, people. Listen to Bob Bob Villain or the Black Keys. Yes. Don't listen to Kendrick. He's a fucking flute. See ya. He's a flute. He's fucking hell. He's a flute. I just want to go and punch everybody on Twitter who said, oh, new Kendrick, fire emojis, you fucking stupid cunts. 
Jesus Christ! It, it, it literally is Kingsmill disease, though, right? It's like we, we all have to say that we like the thing that's popular. It's like, it's terrible. It's literally terrible. Which is... Minus South Park character. It was tough, tough, tough going. That, Especially look, since, like, I, 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 I am getting... As I get older, I get more fucking reactionary to the just the shit house lyrics. Yeah, you know the yeah. the, uh, the ugly bitch stuff. It's like, no, dude, you just don't. I actually, I kept a diary as I listened to it. I was literally one minute fourteen in. There's still one hour twelve of this. This is wank. Did a beasting his fucking tongue. Reciting bars quickly isn't fucking rapping. Quote: The first time I fucked a white bitch. Unquote. Hashtag progressive. Hashtag feminist hero. He's not a genius. He's a fucking flog. I'm hearing he has daddy issues. It's just cunting around on a piano reciting shit beat poetry. Write a song, you cunt. Fuck me, this is a total dribble. We Cried Together is the worst song ever recorded, bar none. A screaming argument not said particularly well to a piss dismal bloop. Purple Heart is merely mediocre and hence blessed relief. Is album too better? I mean, how do you define better? Less worse? Strings don't make your shit deep, bro. Who knew Interscope Records were still in the game? Bitchy, you happy for me? No, I'm not. I'm really not. He's just a genuine, terrible, genuinely terrible rapper. Flow like diarrhea and lyrics like a head injury. It's a real Manly versus Brisbane of albums. Oh, wow. Beth Gibbons saying, well, I was, what, Manly versus Brisbane was on at the same time. Um, uh, also, where have you been for 25 years? Even Beth Gibbons can't save us. Minimal attack, prodigious ass. Still, probably least worst track of the double, or maybe Mirror. Listen to Bob Villain. Stop being performative into Kendrick. He is a dumb kind. He thinks he's a genius. He's kind of 2.0. Um, Black Cab are an electronic psychedelia rock band. I think I've heard one of this one of their tracks before. So that feels like a it, whatever I was going to pick was probably going to be more guitars and more probably more psychedelia. And I thought, fuck it, let, let's, let's let's do something different. Hmm. Or it was going to be uh, Kendrick. And what was the other one I picked? Uh, oh. Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. It feels like two bands who merged. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like Price Waterhouse Coopers. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that nonsense. All right, we're add those oh, cool. to, the, to the Twinter, to the Twinter, to the fucking Spotify, and uh, we'll oh, go about wow. a business. You, you, you'll you'll love the uh, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fevers bio. It's right in the Stockdale. In oh, the Stockdale yeah. zone. <laughs> they might have outsourced it. I'll have to look that uh, when you when you have the the uh, can achieve revealing a wider screen, deeper narrative currents, more confident shades, and an excitement at letting their tumbling brand of ragged nervy pop wander and breathe. <laughs> oh, son! What are you doing? <laughs> Mind you, they had an album Sideways to New Italy. <laughs> right. Which is that fucking that joint between Woodburn and Balladar on the fucking... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, the, the, uh, dear. All right, Doc. I'll catch you later, mate. Cheers, man. See ya.